All right, Neil. So, well, first things first, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very well. The melancholic pop now, obviously, uh, the type of music yeah. you make isn't pop, but but there is some um, melancholy in it, I, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what is this thing that I don't you... Mean, this... I don't mean melancholic as in sad, maybe. Sure. I suppose melancholic does mean, it just means introspective. Because, mm. you know, like looking at yourself and talking about real emotions. Um, and I suppose the melodies were quite um European you know like mm. uh, influence maybe because they were simplistic um they, the, the keys were different keys to sort of pop culture sure um, but catchy you know like it, it it informed me that you could make music that was you know like um catchy and still got people got but it wasn't necessarily had to be really happy and sort of unreal. I think right. that's where it fits into my understanding of the way because left field crossed over into cross has always crossed over into the into that world and I you know still does you know. Yeah, with that in mind, then this is perhaps a little bit too overarching a question, but what is it that you're trying to capture then, and then has that changed over the years? Um, no. I don't think it has. I'm trying to put, um, I, I suppose I'm trying to make left field genre-less. Mm. I'm trying to make music that, like the specials, like when the specials first came along, you couldn't, I know, okay, so it was scary. The, it, the, there was a scar, fast, fast reggae influence, but actually what was it? Where did it fit in? It, I mean, it was just really great songs, really great music. And it's the same with the Fun Boy Free. You know, whenever you heard their their music, it was like a unique thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, and that's what I think with Left Field. I'm trying to create. I, I've always tried to create, so you know immediately that that's Left Field. Mm. Um, that's I, I suppose every band does that. It's a signature. But I suppose I was trying to. I suppose we. I don't know what uh, initially when we started off. I mean, in those days, we didn't probably think about it, really. We were just trying to make electronic music that people could dance to. Um, but then that is now not enough. Mm. In my mind, okay, you know, you know, it, most music is dance music now, almost. You can almost yeah, say sure. the whole, the, all the charts are dominated by, which, you know, by... by by DJ music, you know, um, not all the, but you know, so so you have to input something new, something else. Oh, but that's an interesting point because with the proliferation of electronic music over the past couple of years, one thing I've noticed, and maybe this isn't correct, or maybe I'm just being a, a little bit grumpy or something, but you mentioned the word signature, and it feels these days a lot of music sounds the same whereas uh, for instance as you mentioned left field it's very particular if you put it on you kind of feel that it's left field so is that kind of missing in music you think that people have their own signature i think that you know I, I think it is there i mean i think it's the, the, the acts that stand out that do things differently mm. um you know are you know that that, that people notice people are over mono mm. you know that you can tell that they've got something that um bicep you can you can identify something that makes them who they are and i mean maybe they use signature styles from the genre 
and trying to put it that's it it's taking signature styles and trying mm. to put a unit your own unique personality into it you know like trying to you know um yeah that's i mean that's the that's the that's the i mean good music and bad music is it's so i mean what what we're probably what we're talking about i mean about people is that trying to break break convention maybe mm. and trying to do something slightly differently and i and i suppose most musicians want to do that um but so i don't i, I think that um maybe i mean there's another question is it harder <laughs> to make unique music now because all music is shared so quickly is, yeah, it, no. is, it, is it more difficult to make yourself stand out yeah, and so much music is out there. I mean, there, there's literally hundreds of albums coming out every day, I suppose. So so there's yeah. so much out there these days. Yeah, there so is. So with that in mind then, because when you, well, there's two things I really want to get into in this interview. First, what was the impetus to, to record another album? Was this something on the horizon for a, li- a long time or is it, was this something more impulsive? How did... No, no, there was always a... I think I think um, there's always a sort of um, I think with left field there's always the, I mean there was a plan to to record a new album. Okay. I mean it started in 2019. Okay. Um, that's when the album sort of early 2019 because we've done a lot of touring. Um, we did we 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 reissued leftism and we toured leftism and then we did some more stuff and so it sort of time went by. You know, like a lot of stuff happened, mm. um, and then so there was always a plan. I, but the thing is, I suppose I sit down when I sit down in the studio. It, it's never an album yet until all the tracks are collected. Right. So you know, there was always Virgin were always involved right from the word go because you know we have to pay for a studio, so there's a record deal. So there's always a plan. There's a there's, there is a sort of plan. There's going to be an album, and um, it started off very you know clearly um very attached to the dance floor okay. what, I, what I, you know what i was doing because what we were doing me and adam were doing was very connected to the dance floor but i was doing a lot of djing and trying to get some of that back into the album which i might have thought was missing from um uh, that you know the album before that that okay. i felt because i hadn't had much opportunity to do that so it was informed by the club scene i mean more of a club scene and um that's where we started yeah so there was a, there was an idea to create a a, a work you know okay. and then well yeah right and then whatever kind of the second part of that then is because we mentioned a uh, signature and then i suppose authenticity is part of that as well and artists uh, as they say often a reflection of the of the person making it at least to some extent so for you there have been so, some uh, difficult years, if I if I may yeah, uh, yeah. call them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how yeah, did that? How did that kind of everything that happened? How did that seep into the record then? Because as you mentioned, at first you wanted these these dance floor bangers, and then all this yeah. stuff is happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, um, it was it, we, there's it's such a long journey because the album was started before COVID. Right. Maybe, maybe, uh, and before, uh, and and the things you're talking about was, you know, I I got 
you know, I got cancer in the middle of it. That's the main thing, the main sure. difference. The other stuff to, to do with my battles with depression and my dealings with that is always there. It's okay. all, always been part of my process. Um, and I think, co- I mean, COVID caused an almost change. And maybe, I mean, I found, I think, yeah, you're right. When it first started off, it wasn't going to be dance for bangers, but I, I thought I'd made I'd make it very DJ. I mean, it's still got that. But it's more of a, a record that, not DJs, but it's influenced by the DJ, influenced by DJ music. Um, and then, yes, so, so, um, but, I mean, it's it's like um, you have the music because Adam Adam Wren was massively involved in making the records. So Adam, what you know, would would you know would help me and help us stay true to the ideas of the demos that we we started to make and try to guide them. But there's no doubt that the album is a little you know it's a windy old river going down the road, picking up things as it goes because of the length of time it took to make because of covid because i was ill for nine months with uh with bowel cancer and well not nine months because i but um but not wasn't nine months it was probably actually only actually actually no i i talk about the first part of it that i was diagnosed in june june is it june 21 so it's only only a year just over a year ago really really and the last part of the record was affected by that so um a lot of it was sort of done in its you know i wasn't very well but i got a diagnosis and a lot of the album was formed in its back but then as a result of my diagnosis i mean i got a sort of real spurt of energy <laughs> which is really strange you know to finish it um, or just to sort of play it to people, um, which comes came at, at a. It's just an interesting thing that happens sometimes when you get, you know, when you get that type. Someone someone tells you that you you know you're really you know you're ill and you're going to have to get some stuff that you know operation and stuff like that. Um, you, sometimes it sort of focuses things. So I, I was quite, became quite focused for a short time, and then I had my operation, and by the time we came back, and you know, but it, I'm suppose I'm not trying. I'm trying to actually. It's very hard to analyze now at a different place, right? Exactly the process. But I mean, all those things that you talk about um, are in the record. Well, and yeah, one you know, thing that that just pops into my mind as you're talking about it what was making music because obviously once you're kind of yeah very very much confronted with your own mortality like you said for you the reaction was okay there's still stuff i want to do so i'm going to put my all my effort in it well so um, yeah 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 but, yeah. but it's, it's what role does music play in such a time uh because do you then uh is it like a an escape or is it like a chore to have to do that well, it's, a, it's a bit of both mm. um i think i think um, when I before, when I got my diagnosis, and I was sat in the studio, and I knew I, I held an A and R meeting the day before I was going into hospital, I, I sort of held this meeting, and I think at that point it was a sort of escape from it. Hmm. You know, it was like an escape. There's definitely and and it felt like something just to 
um, not at all. It felt like a you know a very useful way way of, of putting my mind somewhere else. Right after that, when I'd had the operation and I came back, and it was a, it became more of a chore. Mm. There's no doubt. It, it, you know, and if I, Adam was so important at that point, and I've I've dismissed my emotional, you know, I've, I've dismissed a lot of the emotions I was going through um, because I just I don't know why I have, but actually. Um, I think about it it was really you know I was probably wasn't in the best place sure to finish a record but it I, I it had to be done you know it was one of those things it, if it wasn't excuse me going to get done it was never going to get done mm. you know I had to sort of I had to deal I had to take those feelings and everything I mean I got a, I, the operation was a success so I had this good Stuff I had a feeling, but in actual fact, I wasn't feeling very good mm. afterwards. I didn't feel very happy because I'd just gone through all this stuff, um, and and then it just left me feeling quite low. Um, at, but I had to finish the record, and um, luckily Adam was brilliant. See, Adam was there and was sort of really running the show and it was like a something it was like an enormous great big um boat <laughs> I can't believe it. sort of like just moving forward very slowly right uh, under its own momentum and also the momentum of adam sort of like mixing it and putting ideas in and stuff like that it was no but it was that it it must have been a, a very proud moment, and I don't know when when the it flipped again. Then, but but once you yeah. kind of fi finished yeah. the album, and you kind yeah. of okay, I made it. I I got through it. I have something. Yeah, kind of absolutely. In my hand. I, I I suppose it did. I mean, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, so I go through moods, different moods of thinking about it. We went for a terrible. I mean, I wanted to call the album one site one time that the idea of the album was we will hate it in the morning. That's the state of my mind. That's what I wanted to call it. We were, you know, I was thinking that's not very positive. And then gradually what I started to do was use the good energy from it, uh, the good stuff, and my to actually talk about what I think got me got me through it uh, emotionally. And that is this, um, that that's where the cover comes from, you know, right. Stephen Curry's cover, and the, the the strong thing about love and, and attachment and you know um bravery as well, excuse me, sorry, I mean like um you know, adventurousness of the two of the mother and daughter mm. and the support that's going on there between mother and child. I mean it's it's part actually the cover is part of the healing that I was going through. Okay. I'm afraid. I, I've used that on as as the as the sort of vehicle for the for the record in a real in a real way i mean I, I, that's what it means to me and the cover was quite important i mean okay. all that the artwork and all that is actually quite important to the what it's about and the album title then uh this is what we do and this, this is yeah what is this then have you Not, figured that out for yourself yeah i mean the album title was something i had going for a long time okay it was all those things okay. it's all those things it's whatever you want to i mean i'm not trying to i'm in a strange way um it's it's the 
you know, it can be very basically, it's a very simplistic description of we make music. On a, on a, on the higher level, it's a sort mm. of that we, you know, we are as a, as a, as an, as, as the world, as a group of people, we are attached very deeply by our early experiences and sure. stuff like that. So, so you can take, you can come in and wherever you want on that, on that very broad spectrum to look at the title, really. I mean, it's whatever mm. I felt. I don't, yeah, it's difficult to talk about it because it means different things to different people. And to me, yeah, yeah fair enough. It's, it's a broad spectrum. No, but what I find interesting about it, that I've, I've read a different interview uh, with you where you kind of mentioned you, 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 earlier, you mentioned that kind of anxiety is always going to be part of what you do. Yeah. There, there was something yeah. like uh, the business, the music business, it seems to be uh, attract people with kind of these issues or something, something yeah. along those lines you said. So yeah. why do you think that is then? Why, why do you know. think? Well, um, well, there's lots of things going on there. You know, I think that artists, well, the music business is just, is it's, it's like artists maybe are attracted. I mean, people who are artists are vulnerable, often quite vulnerable, right? Uh, quite, uh, quite sensitive and probably not very good at dealing with the music business. Um, I mean that's 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 a, that's a very broad stroke there because sure. some people are very full of confidence, but often the pe people that are I that that people you know, people care so much about what they create, um, and and the music business, which is the other thing, they're sure. not very good at. You know, they're two completely different things. There's the there's the person in the studio making the music because they love it. And they feel that it's got something, you know. And then the outside of that, there's this enormous other thing that that is is how do we sell them? How do we sell that track? How are mm. people going to buy it? Um, is that why you're doing it? Are you doing it for those reasons, or are you doing it because you love making the music? That's one of the reasons. I mean, it's like a difficult place to be. Hopefully, you try and do both. But I think that. Um, there isn't, there isn't that, there is a, it's interesting because people have written about it. There's a lot of people who who are in, who make music that are very on the edge and art that True. are always on the edge of one thing or the other. There's quite a narrow band of, of and, and they, they make music sometimes to keep themselves stable. Sure. You know, I th and I think that's quite artist. I think I think that is a very big thing, actually. No, I think especially that's why earlier I kind of asked what kind of affected that at making music because it yeah. is uh, from what I've heard and I've been interviewing uh, people of our artists for yeah. kind of ten years now. That's what I hear a lot. It's it's also a kind of way to stay sane. And they need yeah. So for you now, now that yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. It, it, no, no, absolutely. You're right. I mean, I think it is. Um, I think it's, I mean, lots of people need to to make music. I mean, they actually need to sit down and make music on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you know, because to create, it makes them feel like they're worthwhile or they've got something to say. No, it's, it's you know, that's the human spirit, really. I'm right. saying we all do that, for, you know, to keep, you know, because life is tricky. That's no. definitely tricky, yeah. <laughs> um, but... One thing, well, 
what you just mentioned, it kind of reminds me of this uh, poem. I, I can't remember the name. I think it's called The Heaven's Embroidered Cloth or something. And it says, I being poor have only my dreams. Uh, I spread my dreams before you tread softly, before you tread on my dreams. And that's always, I think it's Yeats, but I'm not sure. But yeah. that, that's what has always been my how I see the artist, because you have to be vulnerable, as you mentioned. You have to put yourself out there in a way for people to be judged. So so especially now, 20, yeah. 20, 30 years into your career, getting back to this is what we do. Do you worry about how you are perceived or... or, oh. or yeah, I mean, I I do. Yeah, I do. I I think I do, and that's. I think it matters to us probably too much. Both me and Adam. I think Adam's mm. the same. I think it really matters to him. Um, I I you know it hurts when people don't like it. Mm. I mean, it's you know it's it's sometimes it's it depends. You know, I I think that um I um it's almost like best. Uh, to get on with life when it's going on and just to ignore all the other stuff. That's what I try and do. And I do take, and that, but, but it's ridiculous because so many people love the record and, you know, you get all that love and then you get all the other people saying quite negative things. And it's just, you get, I, I suppose, um, yeah, um, it matters. Let's say it does matter. So, yeah. I mean, I don't tend to read reviews. I mean, people tell me to read interviews that are good and I I don't like it. I don't like doing it. I don't like seeing it or seeing myself or listening to myself. I don't mind doing I, I, I doing the job. Uh, mm. That's enough. And I love to, you know, I'll sit back and go to listen to the tune and go, I really like that tune, but we could have improved it. <laughs> but then when people say things about it and start to read things into it and tell me things about it or say things that I know are rubbish, I try to just ignore it. I try to ignore most of it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, th I think that's very healthy. That's to the way to get well. through it. Just yeah. ignore it all. It's, it's kind all... of the, the Buddhist way, right? So just, just, just take both things, great <laughs> stuff, and just, you know, it's all, you know, why, you know, just try and keep um, a level head about everything and keep going, you know. But it's not, I, I do appreciate when I get genuine people that I think um you know I, I don't mind criticism and uh, if it's if it's you know comes from the right place yeah no but uh, we, for, for me oh sorry we criticize ourselves a lot I mean Adam is total mm. endless criticism endless endless is that good enough is that good enough? I mean it's con a process all the way through there are hundred, you know there are loads of versions of each tracks Endless. It's not like we write something. Go, hey, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> We're fantastic. <laughs> what I find interesting then, because you mentioned the the surge of of kind of uh, uh, productivity you had once uh, once you kind of heard that you had cancer and all that uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so so were you thinking about legacy as well in in a way? Because nah. one thing you, you mentioned kind of how people uh perceive the band, but but one yeah. of the things is that you've you've been a big part in kind of creating this whole electronic music scene and the yeah, instrumental part. They're the ones that I get I mean yeah I suppose I get those comments oh don't destroy your legacy comments which I find the most up most upsetting. Okay. I, I find that so so rude and sort of just I wasn't thinking at that time. I wasn't thinking about that at all. I was just okay. trying to get us along the process. Those type of thoughts come when you're mastering and you're listening mm. to it 
and you go, oh fuck, uh, is that? Oh my god, are they? What are they going to say about that one? Um, does that one sound like something we've done before? I mean, those thoughts are are sort of there, mm. but you, when you're finishing something, you have to believe in it. You know, you have to sort of move that away and say, no, come on, no, this is. You have to trust when people say to you good things about it. Right. You go, okay, yeah, no, I like that track. I, I, I can play that track. Um, and, and that, for me, is all we can do is to move move forward. Um, and, you, I mean, legacy, that's for other people. Fair enough, yeah. You know, that's their thing. That's kind of what, what, what journalists do, I suppose. That's your thing, yeah. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, when people call you, uh, yeah, to say all those words to describe left field, I mean, it's very, they're sort of like uh, that, you know, the, we are part of the, one of the greats and leftism is a great album. Okay, so I, and it's up there with the best electronic records ever made I, mm. and all those things. I think it's a really good record. All I can say is I think it's a really good record and I accept that leftism and rhythm and stealth. And I think this one, um, particular, really good records, I think this is what we do is a good record. And I, but it sounds arrogant to, you, can, you know, if I say that, obviously I, I believe in it. No, but as you mentioned, I think you have to believe that, otherwise you wouldn't put it out. Um... Well, well, yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, you try and get it to a place where it's, as good as you could possibly make it and then you but, put it out <laughs> finally then to to kind of round off the yeah. interview but but are, are you do you feel like your best work is still to come then and are you it's early days because the album has just been released but but are you still focused on yeah, the future um no i don't think about things like that i don't okay. think about it in terms of best work still to come okay. i mean that's that's that it isn't like a competition with myself mm. Sure. Or I mean, me and Paul Paul Daly and Paul Daly made great records. You know, we made a, a good. You know, we made very good records for a youth culture. So I mean, what I make, what we're making now is is um, new music. I'm trying to right. make new music and and make left field still be re relevant in today's in you know still relevant today is what I'm aiming at doing and. Uh, still something that people enjoyed. I mean, that's a very simplistic answer to you, but sure. um, that's that's how I feel about it. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be competing with anything. Yeah, that makes sense. But but so so I can assume you you are uh, writing again and and kind of looking. Well, at the moment, I'm thinking about live. At the moment, we are planning. We've got live gigs. Sure. So we'll be performing live um, in in the UK in May and June. So more my attention at the moment is 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 how to put this record live. But actually, I am thinking about new music as well. Yeah, so I'm starting to think about making new music. So that's... oh, sorry. <laughs> Very last question then uh, about playing live because you, back in the day there there was a, an obvious repu a live reputation. You were really received yeah. well and with with yeah. the decibels and all that stuff. So so. Yeah. What, what what is your perception of playing live now, and and how is that translation from album to to live setting? Oh, that's a massive question. I mean, it's just a process of trying to represent it as much as we can using technology mm. because it's impossible to play live. We're <laughs> right. not a live band. No, no, no electronic band. It's it's 
music controlled by us, made by computers, or made by us and controlled by computers. <laughs> That's a really interesting way to look at it. And and we just try and move that as best we can. But as far as the Sonics go, the Sonics are amazing. Sonically, it's as good as anything that's ever happened before, mm. uh, easily as good as the earlier sounding. And in fact, loudness isn't necessarily a good thing. You know, just being loud, it's more about the sonic, you know, that we try and get across this powerful thing. You don't have to be loud, as deafeningly loud to do that. And you can't anyway. And I, I never wanted, we never really wanted that. Okay. It just happened. It just happened. It wasn't, you know, we wanted to be powerful, sure. but I never wanted to deafen people. Um, that's not the idea at all. Um, and hopefully, we, you know, we go out and we just represent the music in a, as powerful a way as we can make it. Well, I wish you all the best. And I believe Thank you're you. going on tour in May uh, of 23, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, we are. May, May, June. And we're hopefully we come to, we get to Europe as well. I, you know, I want to go to Europe, come to Europe. Well, we always love to have you. Um, thank you very much. So, Neil, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much for spending the time. That's really nice.